while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast tonight. I'm Chris McCarthy, and my headphones aren't working. There we go. So, um, Marcus, how are you? Are your headphones working? They are now, yeah. Okay, good. Then I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> everything's fine. Then everything's You're, fine. Everything's fine. So, Marcus, we've have we have a great guest tonight, but we also have a lot of stuff to take care of, right? Um, sure. We have you broke some news, um, and we're going to break some more news now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the DA's race. Um, that was that was really something. So uh, I had gotten off an interview with Chris Dempsey, and um, I got this at the commercial break. I got this um, letter in my inbox. And by the way, we're going to be joined later by Kim Driscoll. Kim Driscoll's running for lieutenant governor. That's a really um, competitive and... Uh, I'll say, like, well-covered and uh, I don't want to say controversial, but there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of smack talk going on in that race. Yes. So uh, and I you know, we're going to ask Mayor Driscoll about it, but we're also going to ask her, you know, about herself and why she's running for lieutenant governor and her qualifications. But Mayor Kim Driscoll is going to be joining us at 830 tonight uh, and we'll also be taking your calls and we'll be taking your calls now at 508-996-0500. Yeah, so. Um, the DA's race between Tom Quinn and Shannon McMahon, uh, the primary, and, you know, as somebody, you know, who who knows both parties and um, uh, I think, you know, both parties are, are, are good people, the, the Shannon McMahon campaign is, is starting to get um, sad, uh, yes, honestly. Yep. It's starting to get, and like, I, you know, I got that letter and I read it and it, it just... I just, that's my only feeling I had about it. And she sent it to us, you know, with the intention that we would publish it. So I published it via, you know, reading it here aloud. And it's on our podcast, which you can check out. But it was basically her husband cataloging the events of uh, back in 2016, um, saying this is what happened. You know, I, he said he beat her. Uh, right. right. He said he beat her um, and he said it was because he was on a quote unquote Kepper rage, uh, which was Kepper is a, is a medicine that he takes. He took for his brain tumor. Right. Right. So he talked about his brain tumor. He and he talked, was drinking and he was drinking. And, and, and we assume he wasn't drinking alone. And right. We assume he wasn't drinking alone. I think he said that explicitly in the letter that they weren't that they both enjoyed uh, a wine or something. Right. And, and he said that that his, you know, the 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 co- the, the the cocktail, if you will, of his uh, medical condition affecting the frontal lobe of his brain, the medication he was taking and the alcohol caused him to go into a quote unquote Kepper rage. Right. Right. Marcus, the, the reality of it is, look, this is a very sad story. Yeah. OK. But they're putting it out in front of all of us. Mm-hmm. They are demanding that we talk about it. Yeah. They are sending you the stuff while you're on the air. Yeah. We have no choice, right? If my parents were alive, they would say, Chris, what are you talking about there, right? But I would say, Mom and Dad, I have no other choice because yeah. this is too big of an election. We cannot have this sort of foolishness in the district attorney's office. 
it's it's too important. It's yeah, it's just it's it's just again, it's just sad. It's unbecoming of a district attorney. And here's the word it is. It, it, I'm sorry, it is. It's absolutely unbecoming of a district attorney. Um I uh I just I'm really uh well, here's the thing about it, too, because it was in response to an article right? in uh, Lawyers, Lo- Weekly. Lawyers Weekly, which you have to subscribe to, which I thought was a very good observation. You had, to, right, I, I went to the... You went you went live on the radio, because remember, remember, Marcus got the information, he went right to you guys with it, right? Yeah, I did. So, I, got it, I got it in my inbox, and said <laughs> it was a press release. So, we're, you know, so, flying by the seat of your pants, this is live radio, right? And... um. Marcus knew he had gold radio gold too, but the um, you go to Mass Weekly, a Mass uh, Lawyers Weekly, yeah, and um, as you announce to the audience, I can't even read this. I have to, I have to become a subscriber. And how many people do you think in Bristol County are subscribers to that 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 periodical? Um, uh, zero, right? Like right? I'm not, I'm not joking. Like right. zero, like right. like a non-zero, like a like. Not a non-zero, a most, zero. Most lawyers are not. A very like small like contingent of lawyers uh, right. subscribe. I remember Lawyers Weekly. I think would would show up like I think I remember it showing up at the law school. But like no one's. It was just a headline. Apparently, someone got a hold of the article and said it was really just profiles of the attorneys. I remember my cousin, the attorney uh, Peter Pendergast, was in was in. In there one time, he got a major uh, arbitration judgment, and um, I had to ask someone I knew who was a lawyer to to get me the article, right? Because I couldn't get it, yeah. And I wasn't going to get a subscription just to read an article of my cousin as much as I love him. Um, so I, I got I got I got a lawyer to get it for me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who already had a subscription to it, yeah, yeah. But man, it, I have a big roll of decks of lawyers. It took me a while, right? Right. So I thought that was a great point on your part. Why are they even bringing this up? They sent out a mass mailing to the media. Mm-hmm. Right <laughs> oh to talk about an article, you I'm could, sorry, you wouldn't have stumbled on. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even thought about it. I, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have stumbled on it. And I, I explained this uh, that night. I said, um, it's the same thing with the with the mailer, Haru's mailer that that Bernie or McNeil got upset about. It's yeah. the same principle as that. If there's something that c- comes out that you think reflects poorly on your campaign. What you don't do is is amplify it. <laughs> amplify it by sending it, making people more people aware of it, making people with a microphone aware of it, making right. people with column inches aware of it. Make somebody who who has who needs material in the moment. Right? Yeah. So it was. Listen, really, if you send me something and it's good, I'm probably going to use it. It's it's <laughs> same with definitely going to use it. That's my right. job. Right. And right. it's also also of course she wanted it out there. She's a candidate. She wants to be the top prosecutor in the entire county. So of course I'm going to put it out there, Marcus. It would be. The equivalent of having a circus with no elephants and lions, right? I mean, I mean, how could we possibly have a political radio show and not read that on the air? Yeah, how could we possibly not spend another whole day talking about? Well, it? well so what we're going to do right now. And here's the th- yeah. And so here's the thing. Wow, lions I, and tigers. I and just kind of like I was kind of like yesterday. I was like, oh, I'm kind of like. I'm kind of, I was like, yes, because it, it's sad. It really makes me sad. It is. It's a very sad story. It's a sad story, and the campaign is now also sad. When a, when a woman gets drunk and beats her cancer-stricken husband and now wants well, to be DA. Well, well, let's be clear about this. These, This is, let's let's just, you know, let's allegedly. I don't think it's allegedly anymore. I thought the victim. No, he said he oh, beat he beat her. her. Oh, right. Yeah, so 
So he's admitting to, he said he beat her. She was charged with assaulting him. That was dismissed. Okay. So oh, just, right. okay. Yep. Yeah. So, Thank you. Thank you. so, um, she was, you know, the, the, the police, you know, heard the, the version of the story. They found it believable enough to find probable cause, which means more likely than not, they brought the charges. I will say domestic cases uh, in court are ones that are often dismissed. Right. Um, but usually on a spousal immunity, right? So, yeah, sometimes. So there's a few ways uh, it happens. Sometimes you spousal immunity if, if they're married, if they're not married. Uh, sometimes it's um, it's just uh, they're not uh, the, the DA will say that the, the 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 victim or the complaining witness is not cooperating cooperating or they just don't show up okay. and the DA decides or the judge decides because uh, you know they look at the facts of the case to not go forward not arrest the person and bring them in right, right essentially and say oh they can't go forward with the case uh, the other reason the other way it, it happens is what's called a, a cross fifth. Um, so let's say the spouses got into a fight with each other, then okay. that person's testimony could incriminate them uh, right. if they got on the stand. So they would plead the fifth. You'd have to get a lawyer appointed to you to, to do the Fifth Amendment evaluation. And then the lawyer would advise them. And then the judge would say, hey, you know, this case probably, unless there's an independent witness, right? You say, hey, this this case probably can't go forward without your testimony. And you're okay with that. And they say, yes, because, um, you know, they, they don't want to admit to a crime on the stand. So uh, those are usually the ways that a case can end. But, yeah, spousal immunity is probably something that came up. But let's say that even they weren't married. It seems like a situation in which, just based on my experience uh, doing a lot of these cases, that this person likely wouldn't have gotten her, her husband likely wouldn't have gone forward the case anyway and they would okay. have said the victim's not cooperating or the complaining witness is not cooperating right. um and so or yeah or they're not showing up and they wouldn't and we've talked to them and they wouldn't cooperate and the judge will usually dismiss it sometimes they ask for another date uh and the judge might give it to them and then if they ask for another date after that usually if the, your the defense attorney should ask for a dismissal but that's kind of the process so marcus um we're talking about the letter that shannon mcmahon the one of the Democrat candidates for district attorney. She ran against Tom Quinn, who's the current district attorney. And really, the, the, what it comes down to is the primary is the election. So if you're unenrolled or a Democrat, you can vote on the primary, which is which is the day after Labor Day, yeah. um, September 6th. And um, the reality of it is, is, from a political standpoint, you, you, you've got a great um, analysis of the legal piece here. Um, but you've done a lot of campaigns, too. So from, from, from a political standpoint, do you release this own your own letter about your own scandal the week before the election? No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. No, you don't. It's you something don't. that people had, by and large, moved on from in terms of covering it. Right. We broke the story here months ago. We did. Uh, and that we, was it. That was the we end We did. It. And I knew about it before. I knew about it before. I knew about it when... The whole Bristol County Bar knew about it. Yeah, I knew about it before, and I just said, well, this Which is... why <laughs> everyone thought it was scandalous that she was even running for DM. Well, that's my initial reaction was, well, Tom... Tom uh, Tom was her boss when this happened, and that's going to come out, obviously. Right. So, and I just kind of like, well, I'll, I'll let it come out, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I was right. like, I'll let it come out because it's, you know, and then it, and then you know, days later, right. it came out. Right. <laughs> yeah, funny, funny how that works. Yeah, and, and I remember, uh, I remember, uh, you know, someone in our staff was like, "Hey, Marcus," I'm like, "I already know, I already know," <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, it's it's. Again, it's it's really sad. Uh, the campaign, frankly, 
is floundering again it's uh, there's something that reflects poorly on you as a candidate or reflects poorly on your campaign or is something that's probably bad for people to know about someone that's going to be their district attorney that's probably not a good place to do it i mean i can't speak for somebody who wants to go out there and put their personal business there right but um i wouldn't I don't think that's great either. No. I think it looks reflects poorly on her if she's if they're out there saying what people are going to say. Again, this is his decision, but right. what people might say if they look at that is say, "Well, this guy's really sick. He's gone through a lot of uh, this. He's been on these meds. They've make him feel this way." Right. And so, what you do is you have him make this statement right. where he admits to a crime and gives a date. <laughs> right, right, Marcus. And, it, and it's like he, he gave a specific date to the crime. Yes. It is a crime. Right. If she were to win, would she just not prosecute it because it's her husband? Right. <laughs> I'm serious. No, I agree with you. I agree with I'm you. Seri- he, admi- he, he admits to it. He gives the date. I think there's 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 I think there's photographic evidence that's available. I would imagine there is. So would you just not go forward with it because it's it's your like that's i'm serious i'm i'm no, just a serious question no 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 i agree and it's why i said marcus as again the district attorney's office as we've seen in other counties have when when you're like the wrong person a lot of bad things can happen and i live here right you live here we have family here we can't have this kind of foolishness in the district yeah. attorney's office, right? I mean, you just can't have it. And there's other things going on with the campaign that I think are a disaster as well, but they're more on the ideological side. But, but I mean, this just at the de- end of the day, you can't have this scandalous family letter foolishness, bad decisions by yeah. the spouse, sending it to the media. I mean, it's just a really, really bad look you yeah. know and it, it and it makes a a mockery of the district attorney's office well, if she was ever to get elected and and right i agree it's, it's sad. sad it's sad for me to agree because I, I went to law school there i've known her to be a nice person a smart person one that like i think she does uh at a fundamental level care about the work but just not a good candidate for office so at the end of the day it takes a very I would say this. It takes a person with a very strong constitution to be a prosecutor. Yeah. Particularly with the crimes you see at the district attorney level. Mm -hmm. Child abuse, horrible murders, rapes, all that stuff. A real serious person. A person who has the constitution, who has the mental dexterity, who has the ability to isolate, who has the ability to take things seriously. Who has the ability to, to um, handle the stress of the job, right? Yeah. And um, I think John, uh, Tom Quinn has done that. Um, I thought Sam Sutter did it. I thought Paul Walsh did it. But in this case, it's very sad. But here we are a week before the campaign and oh, for the election. And you have her campaign, which is her, making these rash, irrational moves. Because this yeah. is an irrational decision. And, and actually, we, we got on this because there was some more news that you had right. gotten. That, right. That's going to be out in the story tomorrow. But what we're going to do now is we're just going to take a break first, right. and then we'll get to it. This is South Coast Night with Chris and Marcus. We're also taking your calls at 508-996-0500. The, the other thing we're going to do after is react. I know you heard the debate on Harry Carr, and we will react to that um, after this news.
Listen to us live anywhere. We're going to take your calls at 508-996-0500. Bit of house cleaning I do want to mention, Chris, before we get into it, yes, is that we're talking about the DA's race in Bristol County. We're going to have the candidates next week from the uh, DA's race in Plymouth County. Uh, Tim Cruz will be on Monday. Rashawn Hall, who's running against him, uh, will be uh, Tuesday. So we've got people. I know we've got people in Marion, Mattapoiset, Rochester, Middleborough, Plymouth, you know, Wareham. I know we've got listeners all over oh, Plymouth yeah. County. And if you're there, you're going to want to hear them talk. And you, you, you get to talk to them as well. Because there's a big difference between these two candidates. There is a big difference between them. This, is a, this isn't a Democratic primary. Right. This, is, this is going all the way to November. Rashawn right. Hall is a, a Democrat, a, a, a Democrat uh, ACLU attorney. He's a Marcus Ferro Democrat. He is a Marcus Ferro Democrat. <laughs> and, you've, and you've got... Uh, and you've got um, <laughs> Sorry, Mount of Poison, but it's you've true. Got, He's running on that. He's, that's on his... <laughs> no, that's, he's that's very on honest. His sign, that's on his sign yeah very honest and he's uh and and i think he's 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 kind of raising a lot of money too on top of that tim cruz is thank the, you soros tim cruz is the long tenured uh republican right. uh, uh district attorney he's been there since 2001 i actually interned for tim cruz uh briefly don't blame uh, me during the that. summer during the summer yeah don't hold it against so cruz, uh so yeah. anyway um uh so anyway um, 508-996-0500, but Chris, you had a story that you, you forwarded it to the newsroom. It's going to come out in print tomorrow, but we wanted to break it out uh, over the air today uh, on the district attorney's race. So one of the most important characteristics, I think, for a elected official is that they take our republic seriously, right? That they actually participate in elections. I don't see how you can be, and it's a long-standing bugaboo of mine. If you don't vote, how can you ask me to vote for you, right? How can you not vote and then suddenly decide it's so important for everyone else to do when you're on the ballot, right? To me, it actually displays a, a certain level of narcissism, that you don't bother to go vote when other people are running for other offices, which is just as important, but then you decide you're going to run for office. So... In the case of Shannon um, McMahon, the Democrat running against uh, Tom Quinn for district attorney, her voting record is abhorrent, okay? So here's the thing, folks. Your voting maybe, – maybe some of you don't realize this. Your voting record is public record, not how you voted, but that you voted. They take attendance at the polls, right? You know, you go in, you check in. Well, that, that is a reviewable record. It's also often harvested by big companies who sell that data – to political campaigns or, or to journalists, okay? There, there's what's called voter vault, programs like that. And most candidates out there have access to it yeah. through their state parties. Vote, vote builder. Vote builder. So the Republicans use voter vault. The Democrats, the winners, use vote builder. <laughs> so there's vote builder. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and the Republicans use, um, as I said, uh, uh, a different software. But but really, it's all the it's same, the same data. thing. It's all the same data fed in, right? Yeah. So what it allows you to do is look up people's records. That saves you a lot of time from going down to City Hall. Now, not to get too off track, but I remember back in the days when I got started in politics, you would have to go make this information yourself. You have to go look at the look up the records, the hand record, pull everyone's voting record. Today, it's just all done with a click of a switch, right? It's all done in an Excel spreadsheet, basically. Yeah. So Shannon uh, McMahon. So by the way, first I looked up Tom Quinn's voting record. He's got a pro- he's got a perfect voting record. All right. Now, again, Tom comes from a political family. He was family. born into politics. He was born into politics. His dad was a judge. His brother was a state, state representative, yeah. right? And, and, of course, he was a district attorney. And he is a district attorney. And he's been in a number of district attorney's offices with elections. So, But Tom Quinn has never missed an election. Mm-hmm. 
which I think is kind of important for us as we go to evaluate someone, right? Civic engagement. Exactly. There you go, right? So Shannon voted. She's got a pretty good streak when it comes to presidential elections. But so do high school kids, right? I mean, I mean, <laughs> everyone votes in presidential elections. It doesn't count. You don't get credit it, for that. It doesn't count. As, as Chris Rock says, you don't get credit for things you're supposed to do, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're supposed to vote for president. You can't get away yeah. from voting for president, right? Yeah. So, yes, she voted for president. She voted for president. But when it comes to other state elections, she didn't vote. When it comes to votes for governor, she didn't vote, right? She did vote in the last municipal election in her community. Prior to that, she didn't vote in any municipal elections in her yeah. community. Uh, at least for the few years I looked at, right? And she I voted in the last... Okay, but here's the, here's the thing. And uh, this is... She voted in the last municipal election, but... This, the year she decided she was going to run for district attorney. There you go, Marcus, right? So the point is, is that when she took out nomination papers, she then voted in that next election. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, yes, she voted in a presidential primary. She voted in the Democrat primary for president yeah. in 2020. But I don't see where she voted in any Democrat or state primary. No. So she didn't <laughs> vote for Mara Healy? No. She didn't vote. She didn't, she didn't vote. When she, she was running for attorney general. She didn't vote. She didn't for, vote for Deval Patrick. She she didn't vote for Moore Healy. She didn't vote for Deval Patrick. She, she didn't, didn't vote for Sam Sutter. She didn't vote for she didn't vote for Tom Quinn. She didn't vote for Tom. Quinn. <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. she's, she's finally consistent. Yeah, yeah. But in any of the big elections, she doesn't look like she voted in the Scott Brown's election. Yeah, where where he took the seat from twenty ten. That was the life or death election, right? Yeah. For for major issues when mm-hmm. it was. When it was Ted Kennedy had passed away, and you had Scott Brown running in a special election, and ultimately he prevailed. Yeah, Scott Brown did very well. Scott in Brown County. used to sign his uh, used to sign autograph Scott Brown forty one because he was the forty first vote in the in the in the Senate to basically invoke the filibuster to block a lot of Obama's agenda. And so here we go. Shannon O'Brien didn't vote in that election. Uh, Shannon, Shannon uh, O'Brien, another Irish lady. Right? Shannon, Shannon, Shannon O'Brien, O'Brien probably didn't she, vote in that election either. She didn't vote for Shannon O'Brien. She couldn't have. Far, far as I could tell. Well, well, the, the thing is, is the thing is, is that so you want again? It looks like it looks like the only time she's voted is uh, she's she's other voting than presidential election. Other than the presidential election, she's basically only voted for herself. Right. 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 That's it. It's crazy. So this is the person that now is telling you to go to the polls. Yeah, I just, I think that it, it is a it is an incredible oversight for, now listen, Marcus, you're a lawyer. You have to prepare your case, right? You have to know what's, what's going to happen. Yeah. For her to run, <coughs> knowing she's never voted, mm-hmm. knowing that she had the criminal record piece, right? It, it does not bode well for the performance that you would give as the district attorney. And again, this is someone who has to take care of you and me and our family if we're victims of crime. It's crazy. It, here's my thing, and this is where I'm at with with a lot of this stuff. And I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna I'm gonna zoom out a bit from the district attorney's race, and and say it, it, just zoom out a bit because um, we're. I'm gonna talk about the sheriff's primary as well because I think there's a common theme here. Okay. You've got let's say you've got somebody who's been there for a long time, and you want to present an alternative vision, yes. right? If you're going to do that. You have to do it. You have to do it well. You have to put holes in your shoes, knocking doors. You have to raise money. You have to spend money. Right. You have to stay on message. You have to have. You have to hire staff. You have to have a well-oiled campaigning, uh, campaigning machine. Right. 
because at the very least, if you take on somebody with an alternative message and let's say you put a dent in that person, they might change their perspective a right. little bit, right. right? But if you just sort of waltz around, right, aimlessly, if you just sort of flounder around, flopping against the, uh, against the, if you just sort of a body smacking against the hull, right, right. then you're just going to further validate the thing that you don't like. But exactly, Marcus. And I'll tell you what else. I had a businessman many years ago. He's very active in the Democrat Party, a business, very successful businessman, who said to me, the way you run a campaign is the way you're going to do your job. Yeah. Right? And that, and that a great way to, not always, but the great way to evaluate someone is what are they taking it seriously, right? Mm-hmm. Now, again, as you point out, Marcus, the sheriff's race, there are very serious matters involved there. Yeah. The district attorney's race, it could be no more serious than the district attorney's race. Of course. It's literally life and death, right? Yeah. Every day, our newsroom has stories on rapes and robberies and drug seizures, all kinds of things that involve yeah. people's civil rights, all kinds of things. You can't have a phone-it-in shenanigans type of district attorney. You just can't have it. You need a serious person because it matters to your family and mine. It matters who your district attorney is. It's a very sad situation. I don't. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm usually down for jokes. But, but it's just sad. The more this goes on, the sadder it is. And, and actually, I think this is a good opportunity to transition to the debate we just heard. Right. So there was a lieutenant. Uh, Speaking uh, of shenanigans. There was a, yeah, there was a lieutenant governor's debate. You probably just heard it on Howie Carr. Um, and if you didn't, you should. But uh, Kate Campanelli and Leah Cole Allen. Kate Campanelli is running with Chris Doty. And Leah Cole Allen's running with Jeff Thiel. They're both former legislatures in the state house. Uh, they both got like I don't want to say I don't want to. They both got real jobs afterwards, right? They weren't like they the exec. Plan. They weren't yeah. They weren't like executive director of the Center for Families or whatever. They were you know like the some some lobbying firm. They got like one went to be a teacher, the other went to be a uh, a nurse, nurse, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So um, I thought that. The same. I thought the same thing that I did when I when I listened to the um, the uh, from this that debate as I did from the deal Doty debate, which is that the Doty ticket seems like the much stronger general election ticket. That one ticket, the uh, the 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 deal Allen ticket is a ticket that's trying to appeal to Republican voters, right? And the Republican primary, yes. and that the Doty Campanelli ticket is one that's trying to appeal to a general election um, uh, voting block. So, Marcus, when we started this uh, segment, I got a press release, and I just sent it over to you. And um, so, I got, we got we got a tip um, that tonight what happened, and that now there's a press release for it. Yeah. That, um, Jeff Deal didn't even show up to support his opponent, to support his, his running mate at the debate. That's team, sad. Right? It's very sad. It shows, shows a level of involvement. Um, and as Jeff Deal has been refusing to show up since he showed up to that one debate on the Howie Carr show, yeah. he will not debate um, with, uh, with his Republican opponent. He, well, he, the thing is, is that he probably feels like he's playing with a lead and he decidedly lost that debate. That debate didn't get him any voters. No. no. So, you know, that's probably, he's trying to play keep away. But if you can't deal with a first time candidate, how are you going to deal with a district, with the, with the attorney general? time attorney general. I mean, yeah. Mara Healy's a pimple. Right. And I mean that in the best sense of the word. Well, she's, yeah, she's a, she's a political talent. I think a much, 
stronger political talent than 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 uh, than than Doty is, and he can't really even handle uh, Chris Doty. No, the yeah, yeah. So deal, so deal tonight. So so uh, Doty just sent out a press release congratulating his running mate and pointed out in the press release that Jeff Deal didn't even deal. show up to the studio to, yeah. to 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 stand by and support his running mate. Now look, Marcus, you and I know. Going on the radio is not a natural thing, yeah. and, and debates are combative. And, and these two women went in to debate each other. I think they both did, you know, did, did the best. I think they, they all could, did. Right? I mean, I, it's not to say that Leah Cole Allen did terribly. I mean, she, you know, she she's a state. She was a former state rep. She knows how to for talk nine months. I, for nine months. Right. Nine that months. was the. That was that was probably. That was probably the best burn that I heard in the debate was she's, they talked about what was your career post-politics. And then Kate Campanelli said, well, let me be clear first that I, I did two terms. She right. quit after nine months. Right. I thought that was pretty good. But. It was good. And I thought Campanelli was when she kept saying, look, we're, we're the team that can, that can win. We're the team that can win. Yeah. Which if you're voting in the Republican primary, um, that's your choice. Yeah. I mean, who can possibly win against Healy and who absolutely cannot? That's right. what it comes down to, right? And the, I would say the team that's uh, publicly financing is probably the one that can't. That's the, deal. Yeah, that's deal. The team so, that's publicly financing is probably the one that can't win. And so, also the team that's doing the the teachers are pedophiles and hate white people stuff. Uh, that doesn't. That might play well in Florida. It doesn't play well here. So I joked with um with with, uh, with Taylor Cormier from the Howie Car Show that deal didn't show up because um he couldn't afford the parking right because <laughs> campaign is being publicly financed. Yeah. But Marcus, you have a story about that. Yes, I do. What is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> first, I'm like, wait, do I? Um, yeah, so uh, a, f- a few years ago, four years ago, when he ran against uh, Elizabeth Warren for Senate, he he showed up with his big campaign bus, which I don't think he has now. No. Um, he showed up with his big campaign. better not with my tax dollars. Yeah, he showed up with his big, yeah, he had that, um, the, the Stop Pocahontas pack didn't stop Pocahontas, I no. guess, or whatever. No. So, um, so... He showed up with this big campaign bus and it talked about, you know, it said save the taxpayers over a billion dollars or something like that. And it had his big picture on it. And so I run the Feast parking lot with my cousin Carl Alps, who's the head of PACA, does a lot of work helping people right. um, with, uh, housing, with, right? with housing and, and, and addiction. Yeah. So, um, so we're, we run the parking lot every, week, uh, every Feast weekend. And so he shows up. He shows up. Jeff Deal. Jeff Deal shows up in his big bus. And we have $20 per car. Every person that doesn't have a campaign slush fund, right, Right. shows up and pays 20 bucks before they go up there and they spend their money on the fee. So uh, they didn't have a problem doing that. The working class people in New Bedford and Greater New Bedford didn't have a problem doing that. But Jeff Deal shows up in his big, stupid bus. And uh, my cousin says... Hey, you have to pay forty dollars because up two spots, right? Because you're taking up two spots, right. right? That's money, right? Right. And so he just walks over, peels off a single twenty, gives it to him, and then my cousin's like, "I, it was forty. And then he just keeps on walking, which is really. And then the he said, "Is this how you save the billion dollars?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that, by the way, that's a charity that they're raising money for. We we raise money every year for the fee. It's the feasts parking lot, so right. it's for a charity. charity. Right, right. So it goes to scholarships. It goes to other charitable organizations through and local charitable organizations. And he decided that that was the hill he wanted to die on at that moment <laughs> right. was to peel off a single twenty and give it to uh, give it to my cousin when we asked for forty. And again, uh, in retrospect, Marcus, do you understand why now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it's just, and I know that he actually at the feast this year asked a um, asked. I wonder, Marcus, if he thought let 
better of that later when he became an Uber driver. <laughs> right, I mean, I mean, yeah. how you treat the, how you treat people in parking lots and Uber drivers is really how you're going to treat everybody, right? Well, well and, and not only that, he he apparently this year at the feast asked the local elected official. Um, it was he showed up on a Sunday, uh, didn't make much of uh, you know about it, but he showed up on a Sunday and asked a local elected official um, how many crimes were reported over the weekend instead of Hey, how was it? Did you have a good time? You know, was the food good? Was the the you know was did you? Did you cook some steak or whatever? It was, it was, well, were there any crimes? And it just shows what, okay, is this what you think about us uh, right. over in Whitman? Is this what you think about us in New Bedford? Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's just a total, it's just, because even if you thought that way, you could, a, a more a, a more polished uh, politician and candidate would, would not say that. And look, even the most hardcore um, political uh, apparatchik, does not want to have understands that you need to have a viable, at least a viable two party system. I mean, you really do have to have a viable two party system. Yeah. And uh, yeah. if you, you know, believe me, <laughs> I, I've seen what it was like around here, but we didn't. And um, you, you don't want to go in that direction. Even, even to, um, the, the schisms within the Democrat Party, you need those. You need schisms within the Republican Party. You need some of this, but you need a viable Democrat Republican Party in the state of Massachusetts. And Jeff Deal's not that guy. And the fact that he let, that he sent this woman all by herself to the Howie Car Show to debate this other woman, he didn't even show didn't up even to show up to support her, yeah, because he, he's afraid. I guess it's weird, right? yeah, so weird. It's, a, it's not it's not the move of a guy you're going to elect governor. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Fourteen twenty WBS local issues from the inside out. <laughs> we really do. The um. It's not a compliment of each, of, of each other. We just talk about it too much. Actually, so I was in, I was in, um, I spent the weekend in uh, Mystic. All right. And I was uh, Connecticut. And I was on a beach. And I was talking with a friend who's from the area. Right. About local stuff. Right. About this race, about the DA's race, about all the races that are going on. Right. And somebody who I didn't know um, said, hey, shut the F up. <laughs> <laughs> they said, "Really, we don't know what you're talking about, and you're talking so loudly about it, and you're just kind of, uh, you know, blah blah blah." And then I said, "Well, it's my conversation." And then that person said, "Well, what if I just started talking about real estate? Then you wouldn't know what I'm talking about." And I said, "Well, I'm actually a licensed real estate broker, so I might know more than you." <laughs> right. Um, right. But, but uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know why, I don't know how I got into all that, but I was just saying, yeah, we, we, uh, we, we, we. We so it wasn't a love connection. We parsed through the local issues so you don't have to. Exactly. So it wasn't a love connection. No. Uh, but Marcus, you you know, you, you got that story on the on the letter regarding the uh, domestic violence situation with the with the woman running for district attorney. Mm-hmm. And um again, as as I said, um it's a sad situation. You said it too. It's regrettable, but we have to Chris, inform people. Chris, we didn't get your reaction. Yeah, no, exactly. We do. We have to inform we people. We have to tell you because it's too serious. Yeah. And and you know it's it's the it's someone that's going to be the top prosecutor. Your vote matters. And on on uh, May oh September sixth on September sixth and uh, well before then. What I want to get yeah, your opinion on Chris. Uh, and I we only have probably about a couple minutes, so maybe Uh-oh. we might get into it in the eight o'clock hour. Right. Uh, but um, what was your, you heard the two candidates for Bristol County? Uh, sheriff talking the cat fight the cat well well it's really a one-sided cat fight because one person's right. being catty the other one's staying uh, on message you know i agree i agree with you there yeah so, so my opinion on it <laughs> all right so i agree so first of all that was some great radio yeah it was all right it was some great radio and, and you and it's really all your fault the um kind of is the fact of the matter is, is that 
I thought it was the most outrageous. And we're talking about Nick Bernie here, who I who I thought was was, was a pretty good guy and had had, a, had good credentials in, for, in in the fact that he was a prosecutor, and the fact that um, he had all those elected officials lined up behind him. Because he does I, a lot of work in his community and he gives back, and right. so they they rewarded him with their support in this election. And and it was it was quite a list of um, people supporting him. Be curious to see wh- where they go now because I thought his outrageous attack on Maya Haru was not becoming of someone who could be sheriff, quite frankly. No, I agree. If you want to talk about the Shannon McMahon race, which we just we did ad nauseum. Yeah, I think ad nauseum. Um, yeah. It's the same point. Yeah. There are things you can do in a campaign that disqualify you yeah. as a candidate and as as, as an administrator, right? As a, in a first serious job. The um, the fact that he tried to use the fact that Maya Haru is not married, and doesn't have children, and, and lives alone as a bachelor in, in, in Attleboro as an attack and as a disqualifier, I thought was absolutely outrageous, Marcus. Yes. And immature. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is that Maya Haru sent out a very effective mailer. Within the bounds of politics, yeah, it was really within the bounds of politics. He said, "Look, I've won. I've won all these elections. I've raised all this money. I think I'm the better candidate. You, as a Democrat, should vote for me because I think I can beat Tom Hodgson." Which, as we talked about before, is the goal. Yes, right. That's the goal if you're the Democrat. And Nick Bernia, who clearly was wounded by it, yeah, is now saying, "You went negative. That was not negative. That was a contrast. You want to go negative? Let me let me just throw this out there." <laughs> I'll do it for him. About, got about 30 seconds. He could have brought up Nick Bernie's I know you could have taken longer. So. Right, right. Nick Bernie's relationship with Jaisal Correa. Yeah. He could have brought up Nick Bernie's fact that he was a federal witness in a government corruption trial. Yep. But Bernie, but, but the mayor who didn't bring any of that up, that like I just did. The, I mean, all he did was say, you've lost every election you've ever run in. But, and I haven't. And, and I that's haven't. it. Right. That's it. They're, they're facts. Those are facts. Okay. So you have Bernie, Bernie says, well, I'm, I'm better relatable because I, I'm a father and um, I'm, not a, I'm not a single bachelor who's never been married who lives alone in Attleboro and defends sex offenders. I mean, I think there's He didn't some, even say the defend sex offenders thing. No, but that was his earlier message. Oh, that was his earlier message. That's, yeah. that's his earlier message, right? So, I mean, I just think Nick Bernie really, really made a mockery of himself for a guy who could have lost with dignity. Yeah, I agree. 508-996-0500. To South Coast tonight, Marcus and Chris here. So we've got about a minute, Chris, but we've got a lot to cover in the next uh, couple hours. Why don't you uh, preview it for well, us? Who's coming up with us, right? Kim Driscoll. The mayor of Salem, who, who's, who's been a lot of TV commercials. Um, mm-hmm. She's a Democrat. She's running um, for lieutenant governor. She's running for lieutenant. She's very, very formidable candidate. Mm-hmm. She's got a great slogan says, mayors get things done. Yeah. Right? So I think that's going to be a very good interview. I, I agree. I, I've interviewed her before in my old show, and she was good. Uh, I met her at the feast, and uh, I think she's going to be a good interview. I'm looking forward to it. She's going to be here in studio with us. Uh, she's coming down from Brockton, actually. Look, so. it, it's clear that, you know, Maura Haley's going to be the, to get the Democrat nominee, and, and those two... Really, really, whoever wins that's going to probably be the lieutenant governor with her. So yes. it's a very important election. And I think it's going to be important to South Coast to get someone. Again, she's coming all the way down. Yep, she's coming all the way down. She's coming all the way down, and uh, she's got an hour and a half drive up afterwards, and we really do appreciate uh, her coming in studio. 508-996-0500. We'll see you guys on the other side of the 8 o'clock hour.